MYP fam, what's going on? My name is Hector Santia Esteban, and I am your host. And I get way too geeked up about creating amazing podcasts that can fuel your lifestyle and your business. And I've been producing and promoting podcasts for almost a half decade now. And this show is to help you learn the things that do and do not work when it comes to marketing and monetizing your podcast. And today's episode is all about the secret to sustaining and growing a podcast. And that's the listener flywheel. Now, some of you might be familiar with the customer growth flywheel. It's a concept that's been popularized in business by a lot of people. But I think that the same concept can actually apply to podcasts as well. But before I get into that, I want to share a couple of things that I believe about podcasts that I think makes this whole thing run. And the first is, is that I do believe that media and content can support and sustain your lifestyle or business. And I saw a TikTok video or reel the other day that was kind of complaining about the fact that businesses have to create content. And it was something to the effect of, I'm a business owner and I have to create content, so here's this video. And it's always this woe is me, this poor me, this helpless kind of thing. And I think that that marketing is just so... I don't know. I, I just, I don't like pity marketing. For me though, it also could be the fact that I believe so strongly and I'm so grateful for the fact that we get to be in a place where we have the ability to create content. We have the distribution to be able to create content. And then we also have the fact that it can actually be something that drives our business. It can actually be something that funds our lifestyle. It can actually be something that is constructive and productive in our life. It's not just creating podcasts or creating TikToks or creating whatever, whatever people think that we do all day. It's not, it's not that. I mean, I think if you see that it's a little bit more, it can help you to understand the depth and the power that podcasts really create. The second thing that I also believe is that the best way that we as podcasts can grow individually is for us to grow collectively. And I mean that for a lot of reasons. And I, this reminds me of that proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And, and apparently it's misattributed to as like an African proverb, but apparently it's not. I don't know. Who knows? Go look it up. The point is, is that that wisdom holds the same. And more so than ever in podcasts, because we don't have a YouTube to lean on or rely on. We don't have a TikTok algorithm to rely on. We don't have something that is going out and actively finding our shows and connecting it with our listeners. The closest thing to that is Spotify, and they've become like this big bad wolf in the podcasting industry, but they're the closest thing to helping podcasters with this whole discoverability thing. Outside of that, outside of some entity, some central entity being the answer and solution to our discoverability and our marketing and our promotion problems, well, the alternative to that is actually each other. And the great thing about what we do is that they've found that an average podcast listener listens to about seven different podcasts in a week. And so that means that you've got seven slots for a person. And so that means that you can your the chances of you filling all seven spots is almost unlikely, right? There's very it's almost impossible to have seven different shows to start off with. And even if you are a larger network or you have, you know, you're a, an ESPN or a Bleacher Reporter or Wondery or some of these, you know, really really big networks, a Blue Wire, something like that, those are the ones that come to mind. Even if you are those, 
there's still room for other shows. And so with that knowledge, understanding and knowing that somebody is going to assemble their own feed, right? I think that cable channels, TV channels, they got a lot of benefit from cross-promoting other shows. Because they knew that someone was watching right now, they could promote their show that was going to be on a little bit later, and that would help to grow their listenership for their later show, and they could do it vice versa, right? But they would always have commercials and have promotions for their other shows on the network because that grew the listenership for those those shows. And by growing the listenership for those shows helped all of the benefits and all the KPIs for that as well, ad slots, downloads, web revenue, whatever it is that comes along with it. Well, even networks today, networks, podcast networks don't have the luxury of being able to put together someone's own feed. I mean, that's something that the podcast apps are doing is putting a listener's feed together. And so if we can team up with the people that we're going to be paired up with, right? If we can team up with the other people that might occupy those other seven slots, right? If you think about who are those other six people or who would be the ideal other six people that I could partner with, that's really where we're going to find the most benefit. And the second reason, which I think is even bigger, is that there's so many people who haven't found podcasts yet, who don't listen to podcasts regularly enough, or still haven't found their groove with podcasting, that I think that it's a medium that we all collectively can grow together. And so, again, I'll say it, the best way to grow individually as a podcast is for us to grow collectively as podcasts. And the last thing... I've talked about this a little bit, but I think it's worth reiterating, is that I do believe that each of you have a genius that's waiting for you to be unlocked in your show. I'm really fortunate, and maybe it's just the host that we work with, but I'm really fortunate to work with some really incredibly smart and talented people, and we get the pleasure of unlocking and bringing that genius to the world. And I think that that is so valuable for people to know that the genius that they know this inside them, that they know that they're capable of, can be unlocked through a podcast, through content. You can actually share that with the world. So let's get into the actual topic for today, which is the listener flywheel. And this is, I think, one of the biggest and maybe most important topics in the podcast industry right now because there's so much uncertainty in where we are going. There's so much uncertainty of which app is going to be the app. There's so much uncertainty of which ones are worth being on or are we going to be around. The only thing that we can really control is whether or not our audience actually cares. That's the only thing that we can actually do is create real authentic connections and relationships with our audience. And the nice thing is, is that in an industry like podcasting and on a platform like podcasting, If you've created a good enough relationship with your listener, if they want to listen to you, they will be able to find you. If not on one app, they'll go and find you on another one. And so knowing that your relationship with your listener should be above the platform, should actually supersede and go above a platform so that if one gets shut down, if something goes down, if a feed gets removed, if something happens, that you're not beholden to just this one platform for your listeners, your community, your downloads, your viewership, whatever it is that you're trying to get. So I think that that's just a really important note to have before we kind of get into this. 
And so the listener flywheel consists of three components. And these are, once again, adapted from the customer growth flywheel, which has been popularized by so many authors. But the three components are attracting, engaging, and delighting. And they're called a variety of different things. But the first part is attracting. And I think that attraction is so important and such an important step for podcasters to realize because listening to a podcast is such a big commitment. It's such a big commitment because it's really hard to switch or it's not hard, but oftentimes you're driving a car, you're in the middle of the dishes, you're doing something. And so the cost of switching is much higher than if you're just watching a YouTube video where all you've got to do is just click another video on the side of the platform. And so with that, we've got to realize that that commitment, we just got to honor it. And in order to honor that, we've got to do everything we can to make sure that we are accurately representing what our show is about. And I think that this also goes to show that we've got to give listeners a taste of what they can expect. And we've got to do that in a variety of different capacities and a variety of different ways. And we can attract listeners two main ways, right? The, the first way is what I'd call on-platform, which is through other podcasts, even other podcast apps. And the second way is off-platform, which is basically everything else. You know, there's what would be social media, live events, networking, emails, things like that, right? Where they're, you're pushing them from some other place outside of the podcast platform. Now, once you've got them to listen, there's a whole step in actually getting them to stick around, actually retaining them. And I think that there's a couple of components of this, or maybe more, but at least the ones right now that we'll explore is creating a great show. Because there have been times where I've listened to shows and I couldn't get through the first episode because the audio was so bad or the host was rambling, or, I mean, there, there's been times where I've turned it off three minutes in and never gave it another shot. So realize that your shows each time, I guess, you know, it's maybe an unfortunate part of it, but something that holds us to a higher standard is that we are trying out for our listeners and we've got to compete for their attention and for them wanting to not only re-download, but then also re-listen week after week, episode after episode. And so engaging and retaining your listeners is so important. But then there's also off episode retention, asking them to engage with you outside of the podcast, whether it's on social, at meetups, on live recordings. There's all these different ways to be able to actually engage your listeners so that you can get feedback from them, so you can create that connection, you can create a real relationship with them. But what it also does is it continues to drive this listener flywheel, where now they have the opportunity to be delighted. And this is the part where the, the magic of the, of the flywheel lies in this third step, which is you've done all this work to attract the listener. You've done even more work to keep them around and to actually get them excited. Well, the last step is what I learned in school is to go above and beyond, right? Going above and beyond as a creator, as a host, helps you to really get to this next step of delight, which takes that engagement and takes that retention to a next level because now they're willing to tell someone else. And you can go and look at a variety of different studies, but what they've found is that the number one way that people found out, the number one way that people found podcasts was from somebody else. Recommendations, getting getting referred, 
and realize that those recommendations happen in a variety of ways. Sometimes they happen on social. Sometimes they happen in person. So you never really know. But if you can continually delight your listeners, if you can continually help them, if you can continually go above and beyond to take it to that next level, then what you'll find is that one listener will equal two. And two listeners will equal four, and four will equal eight, and so on and so forth. And it'll continue to build on itself. And that is the real magic of a podcast, where what's going out actually helps and sustains and fuels what's coming in. And so it's this flywheel that builds upon itself. And so if you can do that, right, if you can delight them with contests or memorable shows or fantastic guests live experiences, all these types of things. There's different ways to be able to do it. If you can do that, you'll start to have your listeners grow and compound, and you'll start to see the real benefits of having a thriving podcast. So thanks for sticking with me today. Hopefully you got some value out of it. I'd love to know what you think of the listener flywheel. Does it make sense? Is it hogwash? Come find me on Twitter at Hector underscore podcast. Let me know. And if you want to get some help from me specifically, if you want to have me take a look at your show, go to amplifymedia.com slash checkup. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y. And you, can, and you can check the show notes for the link to that. And if, of course, if you know a podcaster that wants to grow their show and is looking for some ways to do it, please send them this link and we will forever be grateful for you helping grow the MYP family. It's great to have you guys here. We'll see you on the next one. MYP fam, thanks for hanging out with us today. If you know another podcaster that wants to grow their show, please share this episode with them. If you've got questions about how to grow your show, come and connect with me on Twitter at Hector underscore podcast. And if you want to talk about how we might be able to grow your podcast, go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. Thanks again for hanging out today. We'll see you on the next one.